Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and transformational guide. And today, I'm delighted to welcome Helen Hodgson. Welcome, Helen. Thank you so much. I'm delighted that you asked me to be here today. Mm, Yes. Well, I am so delighted that you said yes. I have followed you and your work for a few years at least. And I recently saw that you were uh, diving into a book uh, the Mirabai Star book on the feminine mystics. Yes. <laughs> and I said, oh boy, here's a kindred spirit. Here's a kindred <laughs> sister. Yeah, I've taken a few classes with Mirabai, actually. Ah, wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Well, I want to I dive into all that, but I do also want to just share with our listeners just some of your background and your bio. So... We'll get back into all that in just a moment. But Helen is an author, and she's the founder of Transformational Goddess Retreats. And she learned after years of watching her mother, who was a nurse, registered nurse and mother of five, that as caretakers, women are often the last ones to nurture themselves and she swore she wouldn't journey the same path. But as a nurse and a massage therapist herself, she did experience the same overgiving and neglect of her own needs. And it wasn't until the awakening with the goddesses through a pilgrimage to the mythical birthplace of Aphrodite, and is it Pathos or Pathos? Yes. Pathos on the island of Cyprus, that she was inspired to not only practice self-love on a much deeper level for herself, but also become an advocate for empowering all women. So let's breathe that in. Yeah, so Aphrodite became the symbol of the sacred feminine in Helen's life, the bringer of empowerment, of clarity, and strength. And she believes that we are all connected to a lineage of sacred feminine power, a power told in the ancient mythologies and stories of the goddesses. And so from this basis, her mission has become to guide women to practice extreme, underline extreme, (laughs) self-care and self-love using the ancient wisdom of the goddesses and feminine mystics. And that's how Transformational Goddesses Retreats was born. Let's pause there, That's because that's a lot <laughs> to digest. <laughs> yes, so how long has it been since you've been kind of in this active journey with the feminine? Actually, I... It's about 25 years, Johnny, and I must say, wow. there's some, 
there's something about when somebody else reads your bio, I'm sitting here listening to you read my bio and I have goosebumps all over my body. Mm. And I just wanted to thank you mm. for reading it so beautifully, mm. so reverently, mm. and for acknowledging the divine feminine wisdom in all of us. Yes. Um, I just wanted to just, just thank you for that. Mm. My deep pleasure. And, and again, I think some of it is is really just that recognition of of what is coming through you and the the service that you provide on behalf of all women to to remember our feminine, our sacred feminine nature. So yes, and Lane Redman, who um for those of you who don't know, she wrote When the Drummers Were Women. It's a mm. spiritual history of rhythm. Um, this is one of my favorite quotes from her, and it's on my website, Transformational Goddess Retreats. Women need the archetypal image of a divine female. Mm. We need to reconnect with this inherent sacredness of woman as creator mm. and nourisher rather than accept a vision of ourselves as less than divine inferiors. Mm. Yes, that is so powerful. Yes, because we, um, you know, our stories have been buried. We've been burnt at the stake. We're speaking up and speaking out. We have been mistrusted. We have been feared, and um, it's no wonder we struggle with taking care of ourselves because it's you know our lineage is based on all this history. There are plenty of very powerful women, mystics, and um, goddess archetypal um, wisdom that is is there for all of us to discover mm-hmm. and take you know take that strength and wisdom for ourselves um and as a struggling uh massage therapist in (laughs) (laughs) well when i say struggling i wasn't struggling to make money i was very busy in fact i was overly busy and that's why i was getting burnt out Mm -hmm. a because i couldn't say no Mm. or i didn't know how to say no gracefully I felt I had to take care of everybody else, my husband included, including, and um, put myself second, um, as you mentioned in the bio. And I just was just making the same mistake over and over again. What would happen is I would have a very full schedule, barely giving myself a day off. And when I did have a day off, I was too exhausted to enjoy it. I felt mm. like a toxic waste dump because I was, you know, <laughs> clearing everybody else, everybody's energy. And then, you know, the physical demands of massage therapy that, you know, it puts on your body. And I would, I would go on like that for about three months and then I would hit the wall and my immune system, of course, was overtaxed. And I would have to spend days in bed recovering. So I'd have to cancel all my clients. I'd be losing money being self-employed. And this just went on for too many times. And I can still see myself lying in bed with my phone in one hand, 
um, you know, canceling all the clients, feeling terrible that I'd let people down, of course, because this is part of the, you know, not feeling that I was important enough to have the, you know, the day off or that it was that lack mentality of um, yes. thinking if I, you know, I said no, then they would go to another massage therapist. You know, all that mm. energy, you know, that we we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, I, if I want to, if I want to make changes, I've got to break this pattern. What am I going to do? So I was already getting it and more interested in, in the goddesses and the archetypes. And, um, you know, I read a lot. I read Shinoda and um, Jean Shinoda Bolland's, um, you know, the archetypes in mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. and, um, you know, was studying all that stuff. And then I came upon Aphrodite. And when I read all about the the women that related to her archetypal energy, I was just, I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I became, you know, the light bulb went off and I'm like, Aphrodite means self-love. You know, she's been over, she's been exploited by the Western world. Um, and that she was just the sexual goddess. She was mm-hmm. a lot more than that, mm-hmm. a lot more than that. Um, and I, you know, dug deeper and I, I recognized that she was the one that was going to make me um, change my habits mm-hmm. and dive deeper into self-love and reverence. So is that what prompted you to make the pilgrimage? Yes. Yeah. My sister, you know, I'm originally from the United Kingdom. Uh-huh. So my, my sister had a, a friend in Cyprus. And while this was all going on, she sent me a, a message and said, you know, I, I'm going to Cyprus. Do you want to, do you want to join me? We've got a, you know, I have a place to stay. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and the universe, you know, when you start, you know, putting it out there and you're congruent in that you, you know, you stay on mission, then of course all these opportunities show up right on your, on your lap. So I said, yes, you know, it's a long journey from the United States, a lot closer if I'd lived in England. (laughs) (laughs) So um, off we went and uh, I had the opportunity of having, you know, two weeks on the island Mm. and went to all her sacred sites, went to her baths. Um, You know, one of the myths in in the Aphrodite myth is that she would renew herself and be rebirthed every year. She would bathe in the sacred waters. Mm. And that you know that is one place, um, and then the rock, of course, is where she in in ancient ancient mythology where she was birthed out of the waters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we visited there too, and there's something about that island there. You can feel her mm. her love energy every time mm. I was in water, mm. or even when I was in the shower. Mm-hmm. I could I could hear singing. Oh, um, it, yeah, it was just, it was, it was quite an enlightening experience on many levels. Wow. Um, and of course I want to go back and I would love to do, um, one of my retreats there. That, I mean, wow. that would be something, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To take women, you know, on a sacred pilgrim- pilgrimage, you know, using all the wisdom that I have you know, cultivated and, and, and generated from my study and then to actually go to the sites. Yeah. Mm. So it sounds like she began to mentor you or you began yes. to, 
yes to receive from her yes yes and i have um and i've written another little ebook on the five steps to get in touch with aphrodite which is self-love mm. you know being the the top one um and seeing beauty even when it doesn't exist because mm. as a mm. alchemical goddess that she was she gets which is which i find is very interesting in that what i'm doing and what you're doing too you know as as because we're we're, we're changing right the we're creating alchemy in, in the clients and the people yes. that we touch yes and aphrodite that's what she did she was an alchemical goddess mm. she changed people within mm. and she one of the other famous myths the um psyche and eris myth mm -hmm. um, she you know made she made um, Psyche go through all these stages, you know, the four stages to allow her to have Eris as her husband. Hmm. And it was all about standing in your truth, standing in your power, making, making uh, decisions that empower you and that you put yourself first. I mean, it's, it's all in line. It's all wow. in tune. Yeah. Wow. So really coming into your wholeness and fullness mm -hmm. and partnering from there rather than mm -hmm. from that place of lack. Mm -hmm. Aphrodite, Aphrodite already knows her innermost desires. Mm. And whatever she yearns to have accomplished, she accomplishes it. Mm. No excuses. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'd like to bathe in that. Yes. Marinate in that. Exactly. And it's a process. I mean, it's a transformational yeah. process. It's not going to happen overnight. I mean, like, you know, I, it took me a long time mm. of making the same mistakes. It's like, you know, we have to be broken first before we're going <laughs> to yeah. make changes, right? It's, you know, and we have to be open to admit there is a problem. Yes absolutely yeah we have to be uh willing and mm -hmm. re receptive and humble in those ways yeah, yeah. And then you look at the feminine mystics mm. you know um mary magdalene of course mm -hmm. is another one she didn't ask if she could lead she just led mm. yes she did and another example of a feminine story that was buried <clears throat> and changed and not revered and not rich and not trusted you know by the other uh, apostles because she was a woman right and certainly just looking at how she's been maligned mm -hmm. and as you as you said that that deep sense of uh, mistrust or trying to denigrate or bring the feminine down she i i think in many ways is like emblematic of what's possible in terms of owning your power and standing mm -hmm. in your power and also the pushback and the uh you know the heat that came with that oh oh yeah yeah i mean the the founding fathers of christianity they um, you know completely changed the true teachings mm -hmm. 
excluding women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I, I feel inclined just to name, because this is actually the first time that I've ever spoken to someone specifically about the goddesses, the mystics. And, and as you said, there is such value in finding not only the female form or face of God, but doing, like I would say, doing um, an initiation or a mentorship with these various goddesses or mystics or ascended masters, that we, we each have elements in our lives that do need that healing and that there are so many possibilities for these feminine beings that can help shepherd us or mentor us through the healing process. Absolutely. Yes. And, yeah. and I, I know um, you have done, you have done retreats on so many of the goddesses, not just mm -hmm. Aphrodite, Aphrodite, but Artemis and Persephone and Demeter and Kali mm -hmm. and, and Sekhmet. And so how are you inspired <laughs> when you're offering your next retreat? How do you know? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> What is very interesting is, is it, it has in the past, well, let me say, let me back up. The last two years, my, um, the impetus has been on our political climate. Mm. Oh, surprise, oh, surprise. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, two years ago, it was Cali and mm -hmm. Sackmet. Mm -hmm. And can you say a little bit more about those goddesses for those that don't know? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um, Kali um, is the you know Eastern goddess, and she is a very fierce goddess, and she eats demons, which <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast, <laughs> for breakfast, right? Um, and then Sekhmet is the Egyptian goddess, and she is all about power and strength. So what I was feeling in in the political climate, which a lot of us were feeling, was you know the the feminine was being yet again crushed and uh you know taken away our rights taken away and um so there was this you know feminine rising i mean it was everywhere mm -hmm. right we were marching in the streets i mean I, the first you know the first year I, I went on the march here in los angeles i know marches the women's marches were everywhere and this is the you know the times up movement started and then of course it was the me too movement um, so I was just feeling for myself, you know, that this, this rising and I thought, you know, oh, oh my goodness, I have to create something that we can, you know, pour our energy in and pour our, you know, turn our frustration into something so that we can take action because there's nothing worse, you know, there's nothing worse than feeling helpless, right? Yes. And to become an activist, you know, whatever that looks like for you, if it's just, you know, holding hands with a sister in a circle or going on a march or, you know, going abroad and, you know, taking action, um, we can all take some, some form of action because if we don't, we become helpless. And unfortunately, that is what happens a lot mm -hmm. is we feel helpless. We don't know mm -hmm. where to turn. Mm -hmm. And then there's no action. And then we're back to square one again feeling denigrated and marginalized and that we don't matter when we do matter. 
We are 51% of the population. We matter. <laughs> so that's why I chose Kali and Sekhmet. And I was very fortunate to have a very good friend who had been studying Kali. And she had done, uh, she'd written and performed a one-woman show on her initiation into Kali. Wow. Wow. And so wow. she performed her performance for us in the evening. And was incredible, and it was a true story. Wow! Um, and uh, and then I had a friend who did um, a lot of um, voice empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd done classes, mm-hmm. so I invited her, and we used Sekhmet, and we you know created songs around Sekhmet, and did some um, you know get your voice heard, get your voice um, it realign your throat chakra um to gain strength you know so it was all about it this was it was a real sort of power um empowerment retreat yeah um so go ahead sorry oh i just was gonna say the thing that i love about sekhmet and i feel like she has kind of passed through my life from time Mm. to time is that she is uh, in the form of a lioness Mm -hmm. and so to any extent that you identify either with that big cat energy or mm-hmm. could value or appreciate having that kind of backing or support. I, I, I love Sekhmet for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know, if you want to be able to speak up and, and feel more confident in voicing your opinions, I mean, my mother, you know, we are a product, right? We're our mother's, <clears throat> we're our mother's child. Even voice just croaked at them. My mother's no longer with me, but <clears throat> you know, I never heard my mother really voice her opinion. My father was was quite domineering. Yeah. And you know, if we don't have that, um, you know, we don't learn. How do we learn to speak up? And it's not until we're in sacred circle, or we go on a retreat, or you know, we, you know, we're. Um, nurtured you know by a coach or you know somebody else it's not we have to learn it's not you know it's not going to come out naturally if if we haven't learned it from a young child that is absolutely right i think there are sometimes there are like the rarest of exceptions of that people who Mm -hmm. just cannot hold their tongue (laughs) right and will speak up regardless (laughs) but they are the rare exception and by and large, most of us, and, and sometimes it's also, I would say, just the, the issue of, of the freeze response, you know, when we mm-hmm. talk about uh, the physiological response of fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we are just, as women, frozen in, in some degree of fear to voice what's true or to voice our opposition or our anger or our even just to say, I don't like this, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't working for me. Yeah, because it's when you look back and, you know, like I mentioned earlier, they, our history, we were burnt at the stake. Right, right, right. So in our, both in our DNA, in, yes, our, in, our, DNA. Mm-hmm. in our spiritual legacies and mm-hmm. psychic le- legacies, we're still unwinding that. We're still mm-hmm. healing that. Mm-hmm. So it is this woman by woman claiming our voice and speaking our truth. Yes. Yes. And having a supportive circle so we can practice 
Yes. You know, we can, we can, we can hear ourselves. Um, we can feel yeah. confident and little, you know, step by step with support. We can, we can get there. Yes. Yes. And even to start out just speaking, even if we're kind of shaking as we speak, that's how we get to that point of feeling that confidence and clarity and ability to just say, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. And it takes practice. (laughs) I'm still learning. (laughs) I'm with you there. (laughs) I am with you there. Yes. Oh, so can you tell us about what, what you're visioning for your next retreat or what, when that might Yes. Be? Yeah. My next retreat is May um, mm-hmm. of 2020. And it is, um, I am doing Aphrodite again. Mm. Only because, well, we need, we need love. Mm. Not only because. <laughs> not only not only because should i say yes not only because we need more love on our planet right now we need we need love for the planet from mother earth we need yes. to take back the reverence for all that she gives us she gives us our home she gives us the air that we breathe the plants that we eat the water that we drink but Aphrodite was known as an ancient bee goddess. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, she was this, Chibeli was one of the um, ancient goddesses that you will see on, um, on uh, vases, you know, Greek vases mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. fifth century, holding the drum. Now I play the, it's called the frame drum and it is the oldest archetypal instrument that was originally played mm. by the mm. women. Mm. Women were in charge of all the ceremonies, the, the rites, the, you know, all the season changes, the equinoxes, the, the moon, and they would, they would, they were responsible for um, honoring these sacred times through singing and dancing and playing the frame drum and the frame drum like any drumming balances your right and left hemispheres in your brain it gets mm. you into alters your state of consciousness it gets you closer to the divine because you are changing your consciousness mm. um so i'm teaching the the frame drum i'm teaching the heart of frame drumming which includes how to honor the elements through the different strokes on the drum Mm. and how to use your voice and and chant when you're playing the drum Mm. and how to embody the rhythm in your, in your body through stepping. There's Mm. only 1% of drummers that can sing and dance or step Mm -hmm. and um, play the drum at the same time. And frame drummers do that. Mm. and lane redmond i mentioned her in the beginning that wonderful quote and and her book when the drummers were women she spent 10 years um, studying all these ancient um, images of of all these um, gods and goddesses playing the frame drum and discovered Mm. that 90 percent 
of the images were women. And that's how she discovered that it was always the women that were in charge of all these uh, rights. So is, is this the first time that you will have done that or th that you're yes playing yeah what? teaching the frame jam yeah so i've been studying the frame jam about five years now i have a teacher here in los angeles who was one of lane redmond's students because mm. lane redmond passed away about um, mm -hmm. five years ago of cancer unfortunately and she was so devoted to drumming and feminine um, wisdom through the drum and through the chakra system she was the yogini i mean this woman was just this was her life mm -hmm. and she you know spent all those 10 years looking at all the the images and then discovering the connection with the bees the ancient you know the bees the the culture of bees and how it was still is of course female dominant it's a female run um organization community um and how the drum and the bees are connected because it's the the hum, the buzz that the bees make, the drum mm. is the, is connected to the hum. <laughs> the drum. Oh, I just realized that rhymes. The drum is connected to the hum. Wow. The first sound that we hear is our mother's blood rushing wow. through the arteries when we're in the womb. Right. Wow. Yes. So yes. when you when the drum when you strike the drum, it takes us back to that place of knowingness, the place, wow. our first place, our first home, which is in our mother's womb. Wow. And it's the closest to the hum that bees make. Mm. So I will be weaving in the bees, the the frame drum with the Aphrodite wisdom, because I really feel that the frame drum is a tool for women in transition, a tool hmm. for women who um, you know, want to make change in their life. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a tool of remembrance. Mm. We're also playing for all the other women mm. who can't play the mm -hmm. drum. Mm. Or with the onset of Christianity in Europe, mm -hmm. women were forbidden to drum and sing. Wow. And down. Um, so our rights were taken away from us even back then and you know thousands of years ago. Because we it was seen as provocative mm. and enticing. So yes, well I also it also seems to me just taking away that right to express mm -hmm. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It is so it's it's yeah. like I can just feel the bind, you know. I can yes. feel the the bind of that, and so to free for for you to bring into that retreat setting this drumming and to to really free that and to reclaim it is is very powerful. Yes, and what women will walk away with, of course, is is um, a tool mm. of empowerment something that they can carry on learning about and then um, also honoring the elements through each of the strokes. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, a Nubian um, singer and frame drum player that Lane Redmond met and he was the one that introduced the fact that each of the drum strokes represent the elements. So because of our political climate and because of our um, ecology 
we've lost the connection mm-hmm. to our uh, mm-hmm. home and Mother Earth, right? If we only could recognize and honor our sacred feminine, which is to me Mother Earth, then we would have a deeper reverence and we wouldn't be doing the things that we're doing that's causing the problem right now. Right. And of course, women, we're more inherently connected to the elements. We're connected to the moon cycles, um, you know, through our, you know, menstrual cycle. I mean, there used to be 13 months in the year. You know, we didn't always have 12 months. We were, our, the moon cycles were governed or our menstrual cycle was all in tune with the moon cycles. Um, and that's why, you know, we're more connected to nature than men. Yeah. Because of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there's there's also it's just that power center of the womb space and yes. and even the, the connection of the heart space that yes. it just our center of gravity, so to speak, is yes. is closer to the earth and to the elements. And yes. yeah, I'm just struck by kind of the wholeness of how this drumming, this frame drumming holds the whole, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that Lane Redmond discovered too was the, um, a lot of the ancient drums were, the lotus flower was painted on the drums too, mm-hmm. you know, which represents the womb. Mm-hmm. And just the dot in the middle, which is the bindi dot, which represents mm-hmm. the womb. So, you know, there's all these things, you know, all these sacred images that tell stories, right? This is before we were writing. It was all in in picture form. So everything was, was, she was just discovering more through the images, you know, what was really, what was going on in those times. Mm. So will the retreat happen in, in the LA area? It's going to be in Ojai, which ah, is, it's mm-hmm. about, I don't know if anybody knows Ojai, but it's a, it's a it's very spiritual place. It's about two hours outside of Los Angeles. I don't typically do it in Los Angeles because I want to have people to have a little journey, you know, yes. to get there, to get outside. Because if we can leave our outside life for the weekend, um, that's when all the transformation starts because <laughs> yes. if we're you know if we're tied to our everyday life then we, we're too connected to it mm. so if someone were interested in just kind of getting their name on a list for mm-hmm. when when registration happens what would be the best way for them to do that helen um well they can go to the website transformational goddess retreats.com Mm-hmm. And there's a contact us page there. I also have um, a gift for everybody today, the five yes. secrets to living a life you love, remedies for women who give too much. Um, so I know you'll be including that link somewhere. So that will also get you on the mailing list. Um, I'm on Instagram uh, and Facebook too. So um, I'll, if you're in either one of those places, I'm sure you'll come across uh, you know, a message that I'll share, um, <laughs> an announcement or two, or, you know, but certainly getting on the list would, would be the you know most direct route. Yes. Well, I do want to give a shout out and recommend that people do follow you either, 
either or both on Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook, because I always love, for example, when you make your live videos, you recently did one of you drumming and, oh. and singing. And it was, it's, yeah, it's a taste of the sacred, you know, in the middle of the day when you're scrolling through your feed. So oh. I, I highly recommend following well, I guess it's not Helen. It's under Transformational Goddesses Retreat. It's on, yeah, it's just goddess, just goddess. singular. Yeah, okay. it's tra- and actually um, transformation. I can add that as well. Oh, great, great. That would be perfect, yeah. Because the, the Instagram page is, I, there, was, there was too many letters for Transformational <laughs> Goddess Retreats, plural, so I had to <laughs> lop off the S on retreat. So it's just retreat tough. <laughs> but but I have the Facebook page as well. But yeah, if you include those, that would be great. I absolutely will. I will. So I, I know you you mentioned the overgiving theme, and mm. one of the questions I I love to ask is just if you could go back and ha- have a sit down with your younger self uh, from your vantage point of wisdom today. What, what would you want her to know or what would you, what would you love to transmit to her? <sighs> wow, then I'm going to have to take a deep breath. There. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, so I would say so many things, of course, but I know we want to encapsulate that into a message. Yeah, just a um, truth that yeah. You don't have to do it all alone. Mm. It's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. Mm. It's a sign of strength mm-hmm. to ask for help. Mm. And that you are a divine child of the goddess. Mm. You are loved. And that you lead from your heart and don't let anybody take that away from you. Mm. And if I may ask, how, how old is this younger version of you? Mm. She's, mm, I think she's around 35. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. That's such an age where we're really trying to be (laughs) like be grown up and do, you know, do what we think we're supposed to do. Um, Yeah. You know, there's so much striving or. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, it's going to be my 60th birthday in a couple of months. So Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to stepping into that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. juicy crone era, which is, yeah. you know, the wise giving back time mm-hmm. of a woman's life. You know, we have the, the maiden, the mother, and crone. And I actually went through a very early menopause at 41. Wow. Um, I'm not a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that was actually at the time when I created my other company, which I sold this year, which was Serve the Goddess. Mm. So I started that um, when I was a massage therapist. Um, so that was another awakening hmm. period in my life that I used the goddesses to help me through that. And my awakening was to see the power and the, the, of being in menopause and not to be afraid of it because hmm. it is a time when it's a wake up call for women. I think it's like, okay, yes. the children have left home. Now what? Mm -hmm. This is your chance. This is the the third act of your life, typically, right? It usually happens in, the, you know, around 60 or 80, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, 50, 50s. Yeah, mm -hmm. 50s. So it is, and that's often times when women will recreate themselves. They'll start a new business. Right. Look at all the women who start businesses in their 50s. Absolutely. Especially so, now. Yeah. yeah, especially now. So for the younger women who are listening, thinking that, you know, 50 years old <laughs> or 60 even, then you're, it's actually, when you get there, it's not. Because it's like, this is when your wise time comes. And this is the time usually when, you know, like I said, you go through menopause, so you're not bleeding anymore. And this mm -hmm. is the time that you're retaining that sacred blood. Mm. And you're giving back. You're sharing your wisdom. You're creating women's retreats or women's circles. Um, yes. you're, you're, you're leading the path for younger women who are lost, you know, or need mm -hmm. direction. You're uh, sharing your, you know, the mistakes you made so that you can, because to me, we go through the, you know, we have our own journeys and our transformation. What is it if we can't share it? Exactly. 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 What, what is it? And I do believe most women feel a call to share it mm -hmm. by and large that once mm -hmm. they've had a profound healing or transformation, they do feel called to share it. So go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just thinking back to the feminine mystics and how you look at uh, Mary Magdalene, who is seeing visions. Mm -hmm. You look at Hildegard von Bingen. Um, she was an 11th century nun that was so ahead of her time. She mm -hmm. knew, knew all about the chakra systems. She was an artist. She even knew about um, the divine sexual union between a man and a woman when she was clearly, you know, a virgin. Mm -hmm. She was. She, you know, she composed songs. She, I mean, this woman was incredible. And she had all these visions. Mm -hmm. And she was lucky that she didn't, you know, die as a result of it. Because, you know, the fathers could have seen that as being just, you know, disrespectful. Yes. Um, but she was lucky. Yeah, she was yeah. lucky and we are lucky. And we are lucky, yeah. And it was her birthday yesterday, by the way. Oh, it was. Yeah. What? Yes. So that was the seventeenth. Seventeenth of September, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I have yeah. a um, 
Canticles of Ecstasy. Oh, yes, me too. Yes, yeah. which I, I listen to daily, actually. You do? I me do. Too. And you do? Fact, yeah, I do. And I'm in two choirs, and I'm going to sing one of our chants at, <gasps> at our holiday concert. I'm learning wow. it right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I wanted to, um, again, open the women that I'm in the choir with, you know, open their eyes and hearts to Hildegard mm. von Bingen, because you know, I mean, I didn't know who she was either, probably five years ago, but taking Mirabai Star's um, classes, um, yes. you know, and learning about her and, you know, amongst all the other feminine mystics as well. Um, mm. You know, just just uh, being immersed in the poetry and the wisdom and the chants and the beauty of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the, and the, the, the acknowledgement to the healing power of nature and yes. greening as Hildegard von Bingen called it greening. Yes. That's when our true healing comes about is, and is going, is being in nature and stones, sacred stones. too. Mm. She was healing people with um, herbs. She wrote Hildegard von Bingen. She wrote, I think, I don't know. I think it was like five books on herbology. Wow. In a short period of time that there's no way she could have done all the research. So in other words, she was getting all this, she was getting the vision. She was getting the wisdom. Downloads. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Yes. So we're, Almost at the end of our time, but I feel oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been really rich and I I love your depth and breadth of wisdom on this subject. Oh, you, thank I, you. I, yeah, I really love that you're sharing that with us. And somehow I feel called to circle back to your mother and mm. to your your legacy. And I don't know. I, I don't know. There's something about that. I, I'm just meant to to bring her up again, and so I don't know if it's. Uh, is there anything meaningful in in my naming her and in the context of all of this? Yes, um, that was very insightful, Joni. Mm. Um, my mother's my mother's legacy was kindness, mm. and that's why that's why I talk about leading from the heart. Mm. And not to over-intellectualize things. I think sometimes we can do that and not trust our intuition. Yes. Um, because that's where our altar of love is, our mm. heart center. Yes. And that's where we reside as women. We're the, mm. you know, we are the carers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the ones that will protect our young ones and the planet. And... That's what I hope my legacy is too, is is my kindness. And that comes through in you know, all the different mediums that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, and of course, the ancient wisdom of the goddesses. But um, yeah, it's, it's kindness. Be kind. Mm. Yeah, so I can feel my, my heart space just warming up mm. as you say that. And and I feel the kind of the blessing and the gift of both the ability to be kind and also have that 
strength or inner safety or permission to also speak up that yes. that we can now hold both and and i dare say that that is part of your legacy as well you know yeah. it's the, the both of those elements yeah hmm. yeah all right well if there's is there anything else before we bring this to a close that, that you're called to share or well, I wanted to thank you for inviting me, and I'd love to come back on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we can talk some more if, yes. if the opportunity arises. And um, I know we've, you know, we've met online when I've met in person. And I feel like you're my soul sister, mm. and um, I just would just—I'm holding hands with everybody in circle right now for everybody mm. who's listening. Mm -hmm. into this and know that you have a sisterhood and know that you have the love and support mm -hmm. and that it's okay to ask mm -hmm. for help yes breathing that in yeah. and imagining that we can look around the circle into each other's eyes and mm -hmm. into your eyes and I do want to thank you again for for saying yes and for sharing generously and and intimately and bravely just about your own journey. Um, that that is always a gift. And I, I want to remind listeners that your your website is transformationalgoddessretreats.com. And I, of course, want to thank you, our dear listener, for being with us today and to remind you, as always, to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.